I'm Andrew Faust. We're here at the Center for Bioregional Living. Ben Feistman, a graduate and friend who's been apprenticing with us for the last year. We're going to talk a little about what what Ben has learned with us, what he hasn't learned, all the various things that have been, you know, part of a day's in the life here just today for instance Ben got to work with some guys who dropped some huge trees here and do a little sawyering as Juniper liked our term sawyer somebody who really works with trees and these guys Link and his uh, helper Jordan local guys really did a masterful job of dropping some enormous white pines here and opening up our south side further for us and for our sweet goats and for our home not to have 70 80 foot tall white pines looming over it so ben got to jump in on that job and we're building a little addition off of our carport and what else did we do i think that was amazing oh and we set posts for uh, a fence mm-hmm. along my road frontage and so, Ben, anything you want to share about apprenticing and stuff you've learned and thoughts of the day? Thoughts of the day, yeah. I mean, where where do I begin? Um, yeah, it's been it's it's literally been an entire year. So when I first started apprenticing, it was exactly a year from. It, it looking and feeling like this so to to come full circle and really like that is it's cool be able to like have my first impressions and just just being able to look around your property and identify trees easily by what they look like their branching structure to noticing the south facing aspect of the house and um how the water flows through the property. I mean, there's just so many things that I've learned that I didn't even con- consider, especially from a year ago. So, um, yeah, you were saying yeah. that we had walked. You you thought we had walked in the order of uh, fifteen properties. Yeah, just at the beginning of the season, because due to the due to the pandemic. Uh, the urban exodus brought a lot of people out here. And so I was, you know, I like to do the things when when people make the effort to study with us. I like to make sure that when they come and work, that we do something kind of interesting. So Ben and I walked a bunch of properties together. and Yeah, that, was, that was definitely... It's fun. it's fun to walk land for people. It, it was it was a it was a great part of the apprenticeship process because it's it's sort of like it it's, it's it felt kind of like the experience of like understanding the the art history before you're looking at the art and you can really get a depth you're not just looking at nice trees and it's it's I think that really helped me a lot in terms of like. It's almost a great first step, maybe, 
of just just listening and and and, and seeing mm-hmm. all those things before you even actually do something you know just observing yeah and yeah you know obviously so much more yeah because then you're getting to see all the things that i would say from a more kind of generalist viewpoint about a given property say and what could be done on it Mm -hmm. so that then as you could step into different areas with the practical skills you would know like oh these are things that i want to learn more about perhaps right and, and these are things that could be suggested to homeowners or to different uh, projects that we're working on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and it also takes time. Like, I mean, this is only the... We, we've only gone around for a year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even, you know, a lot of the concepts are, are repeated a lot and you still don't totally get them until, you know that magic time or, or for, for whatever reason you, you, cause it is a complicated, it's a complicated thing to, to get into. And I, I think that even if you did do a PDC or you studied it or you read guys garden or one straw revolution, or, you know, you meditated on top of a mountain and you, you, you know, all of a sudden realize you're permaculture or whatever it's it until you actually start doing it is when you really, really really understand it and it just it just goes deeper i guess but you know it's not it's not it, you know i really really thought of the 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 course is just just a primer really it's not mm-hmm. you can't you can't you can't really substitute experience it's a i remember i asked you that too i was like how do you go from zero to one because right now i you know, a lot of, if you're starting mm-hmm. at it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so the, the apprenticeship is very much like going to one. It's like, how do you go from nothing to something? Yeah. And yeah, now I'm mo- moving to Florida and I feel like I'm well equipped, honestly, to be able to navigate that environment, you know, and, and adapt the thinking rather than the specifics. And, and yeah. Everyone always wants to get into the minutia of it, mm-hmm. but it's like first you have to understand the patterns and like <laughs> yeah, pay attention to sun, water, air, whatever, soil, everything. And do you feel like those are those are things that from your time with us you started to pay more attention to you were already paying attention to what of those things were things you already kind of you know looked at and Mm -hmm. did did you yeah i mean did you add things to your repertoire so to speak that you could enumerate i mean we've done a lot of building together for sure yeah i've learned a lot about building and um I definitely hadn't thought of like trees, like local local trees or, or what's available for building. It you know it 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 gets mm-hmm. you thinking, you know, definitely like showed me that you can get stuff, you can build whatever from what's what's close by. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean I definitely had not thought about water 
water systems until, you know, we started installing rain tanks. And I started thinking about yeah, we did those nice building structures there. of like, oh, these are just, you know, it's a shed, but it's also a, a giant rain catcher, essentially. Yep. And it's like, oh, that's, well. Well, I'm certainly do, proud that that's yeah. something that you're going oh, yeah. to Florida with under your belt. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then also There's the, near the us thinking, sure. I, I, I had never thought about gravity quite the same until yeah. hanging out with you. For sure, and and gravity as a as a resource where you can use it as like a uh, a force, mm-hmm. or you know, a pump that mm-hmm. essentially never breaks. <laughs> you know, unless yeah. unless the pipe does something funky, right? But you, you're essentially yeah. working with this type of resilience that I want to translate to South Florida, and it and it, and it could happen. You know, I, I you know I'm gonna experiment and. And, and bio, try stuff and you know? biodigesters. Biodigesters. Right? I've never. To take that's super exciting because the the temperature varies. The temperature exactly. Yeah. What is it? Sixty five, when they go offline, below sixty five. They do decline, and they're easier, and it'll be easy for you to keep them quite warm down there because the warmer mm. they get, the higher. Like the closer to ninety eight point six, it is the the uh, more uh, prolific the gas production uh, is uh, so you'll be able to really get a lot of gas right in yeah. south florida because you'll be able to keep your digesters at a really nice mm-hmm. cranking temperature yeah yeah it's exciting and in, in those climates it. you'll be able to run like stoves uh insta on demand insta hot mm-hmm. hot water uh, wow. a generator that's real deal especially yeah. when the power goes out i mean you know having, or, or having just water instead of even needing you won't you very conceivably yeah. will need no propane and right. be able to have hot water and be able to have electricity yeah no it's definitely that's the direction i think things are going to go there yeah we have a lot of interest up here right now in the digesters i just had a a webinar for our watershed group and at the end of it I got personal communications from people who had been hosting it saying we really want to do a a digester mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing we want to do so yeah so what else are you going to take with you down to Florida in your your quiver of skills from <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> to share with our gentle listeners yeah the gentle listeners is anyone out there you, out there out there out there can you, you hear learn me if you study with this <laughs> crazy extreme <clears throat> Faustian family um, in Ellenville we actually we offer what just to, to to say this we really offer to all of our graduates to come and have the kind of experience that Ben has had and that he and I are sharing with you a little conversation debrief as he gets ready to launch off down to Florida. Of course, Ben will be back with us. Yeah, I'll be back in the spring. Spring and, you know, we have a straw bale house out here that we're finishing up for people of 
an apprentice caliber who actually, you know, bring something to the table and come back and show that they're really interested in learning something that it's an artisanal trade. I mean, Jeff Gagnon is a graduate. He's built four straw bale houses. So you're talking about the carpenter, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we also offer just like the, a real honestly the, the the carpentry that that I've learned is I mean I've done I've done a good bit of carpentry before but especially working with Jeff is like that's he's he's like a real Matt and I it's it's been an honor to work with him maybe we've worked three or four times together yeah and and each time I've worked with him I'm like I've picked up so much I'll definitely take that with me to Florida for yeah. sure yeah and. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be. I mean, I will say that if I were to, to, to sort of uh, pigeonhole, I would say that one of the things that we are particularly strong in is building, natural building, but natural building in a way that is uh, really natural, <laughs> <laughs> supernatural. Yeah, I like to call it like the all natural of natural. Not to mean that we're always naked, but if we could be, sure. You know, and yeah. not using like, you know, nail guns, but maybe just point in the right direction. Just be careful. Bye, guys. Bye. Now I am going up to Kingston. I'm going to pause it. So there's a there's a whole set of practical skills that go into what you would call the the actual let's say like knowledge of permaculture that it's something that you can develop a certain amount of knowledge from it through reading and through um, videos and other materials like that and then there's there's a lot of immersion experience and the thing that we're talking about here is how can people experientially learn permaculture after studying a design course uh, with the actual practical skills and see a lot of these courses they really don't offer much ongoing mentoring because they may not be in a, you know, in a single location like we are here in Ellenville. So that's what we're talking with Ben about is what what's his experience been here? What's the kind of value of it as far as, say, different uh, ways that you can, you know, because one of our aspirations is to really have people learn how to make a living, have potentially the ability to to go in an entrepreneurial direction you know so i know you were doing stuff with gardening yeah. and you were and I, mean, I was have, doing two days ago something with gardening yeah yeah in brooklyn in brooklyn yeah and 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 it was it's a it's a really nice natural fit because i was started landscaping i mean years ago in florida but really brooklyn may 20 during covid that was 2020 and um, 
and I was taking your class at the same time and it's like I got a chance to practice with other people's property and so that was yeah because I live in an apartment right now and um, my windowsill can only support like three feet by you know six inches so that's about the plot of land I'm working with yeah you know but also um, just learning how to talk to people learning how to um, knowing what to say and I and and I remember you know once I realized that the first step is knowing where the sun is I felt this like so relaxed I was like oh I can always rely on that I can always rely that as like this is what I fall back on and what I initially yeah. it was if someone asked yeah. about the property yeah it's like that's and, and 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 even just doing something as simple as that it is and getting a chance to practice it and then going with you on other properties you know like I, I told you I'd play that game and this is something if, you know... Of trying to predict what I'm Yeah, saying. try to guess what you're going to say. <laughs> That's the best. Like, what, what, when else... What other opportunity, other than apprenticing... Like, there's no permaculture class where they take out, like, 15, you know, students out to someone else's property. And it's like, you just... Right. You can't. So, yeah. it's, it's a... Ooh, the coyotes. Yeah. Love them. But yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't fake that, really. That's, like, real deal. If you're trying to, yeah, yeah you know, do, do consultations, if you're trying to do garden installs or building or whatever you're into, you know, everyone has different niches they're attracted to in the permaculture green world, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Very the, true. the green economy, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What better way than, you know, walking a property with you and trying to guess what you're going to say and, and people and seeing, seeing, cause like a big skill set that I think I learned is, is how to talk to clients and not, you know, feel uncomfortable or, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. who's that author? He said he, he wanted to write, know what it felt like to write a good book. So he, he wrote out the whole was that Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut or something? Mm, mm-hmm. He wrote yeah. out the whole Great Gatsby. He typed it out because he wanted to see what it felt like to write a good book. I, I forget which author, but it's kind of like that, you know? And I don't know. I've always been drawn to the apprenticeship. I've always had mentors. I've, I've had a lot of mentors in my life, and it's, it's mm-hmm. just a very... Mm-hmm. It's the best way to learn. One of the best ways to learn. Maybe not the best... <laughs> but it provides and, and, you with yeah. experience. Is, and is there a is there, there a best? Do things need not, to be no, the but, best, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. very helpful. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. um yeah, um, yeah, and we and we live in a culture where we're sort of encouraged to be voyeuristic or technocratic or very specialized in mm-hmm. in contrast to um what you've you know shown good faith in which is the ability to say i'm open to just learning a bunch of different things yeah what are you into today you know and that I that's, think I'll, that's, I'll probably that specialize takes a lot of flexibility so i'll, I'll really specialize in that. in the amount of like 
I can count them on one hand, you know? Maybe not, like... like yeah, what would it, be... What are some... You're going to do something with mangoes. Oh, yeah. Well, I love mangoes, yeah. for sure. But my, I, I thought of that because my, my great-uncle said, you can only count your, your friends on one hand. Uh-huh. You know, and I feel like that's... I want to use that as, like, a marker for the things that I want to get involved with. Does that mean in. if you get more than five friends, you're going to cut off some? I mean, I might switch to two hands at some point, but we'll start with one and, and see how that feels. <laughs> um, but yeah, rain catching, for sure. It's such a, it's just, it just creates, it's such a great feature, and I, I want to, I want to get good at, 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 at uh, not only installing them, but then like beautifying them because mm-hmm. I find a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to look right. at that, and I'm like, it's true. Well. Let's, what if it was also a shade house, you know, just like use it as yeah. a structure, structural thing or something. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to experiment. Plant flowering vines. Flowering vines, them. stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really curious about this idea. We'll see, see how it goes with hurricanes and learning about the geology of Florida. Yeah. But I would like to basically make some kind of like moat. For the, or, but uh-huh. in the form of like a retention pond where I just dig out and then I have that earth and I build up, raise grade, yeah. and then catch rain on top of the elevation that I created. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really interesting nursery slash farm type of setup, you know, where you have like absolutely huge and- amounts of water. Like, because cause yep. Florida. And create a good microclimate. Right. Nice microclimate plant out you know nice swamp trees stuff like that yeah and moderate the heat yeah but it it rains six months out of the year and then it's like dry dry. it doesn't you know it's like so you need really big storage and it's hot it's really hot so i think you probably need more water so it's like the the storage has to get bigger and it's like well yeah in ground then makes much more sense like you're saying like a like a moat yeah, exactly. And then you can always pump with a solar pump to a mm-hmm. water tank or something for right. pressure from a moat. Yeah, so I, I really I really like the idea of uh you know, I guess soil, rain catching, nursery and landscape design. And that's kind of Yeah. For what you'll take with you. I mean, but those are those are those are very those are the each one of those things is pretty expansive but um they all sort of play into each other which is also you know like, i feel like a permaculture way of thinking is like yeah. kind of making a i guess they call a business guild amongst the the buzz of the permaculture bees <laughs> so the area where you'll be down there is it suburban is it uh para-urban is it rural um I guess so the along the coast of South Florida starting from West Palm to to Miami is yeah. a little bit more suburban urban obviously Miami being more urban and there's cities along the way mm-hmm. and then as you go west you're getting closer to the Everglades so naturally getting a little bit more rural oh, and where um, were you where will you be then? I'll be landing in West Palm where I was born uh-huh be moving into the museum of my life <laughs> the house i grew up in and um 
and then eventually find looking starting i'm going to spend maybe a year or, or or more just looking just getting a sense of the the lay of the land like quite literally you know because yeah. there still is topography or um yeah like elevation in florida yeah. and, and i kind of want to gauge that with the rising sea levels if it were to occur it's sort of that's very much like in the face of florida right now yeah definitely in miami there's parts where people are complaining about the hotel needs to fix the plumbing issues and people are like no that's the ocean (laughs) yeah right you have to drive through that (laughs) rising sea levels are real (laughs) yeah it's like so i'm you know i'm thinking about uh you know I've, i've been reading a little bit about reading but i haven't actually seen it right uh but uh, I've been reading about the coral rock, and you know, there there is elevation a bit in Florida. So learning about that, trying to get a higher plot in the land, and just really, just I mean, it's a totally different world. Truly, you have hurricanes. It's yeah. super hot. Yeah. It, there's no freeze. Like what you're saying, you're gonna avoid the sun, berm into the hill, yeah. focus on northern exposure, not southern. Mm-hmm. Well, um, will you be pursuing a permaculture entrepreneurial Definitely. business endeavor? Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna start grafting trees immediately. And you feel confident more in doing that after apprenticing? Oh after yeah. Your, yeah, of course, <laughs> no doubt. Like. Yeah, 100%. It's not a leading question. No, no, no. Said, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is and it isn't. But, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, it's like, uh, I can't even describe the, it's it's such a small community, like, truly. I don't I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, def, I, I can't even go past one finger, to be honest, around here. And, um, yeah, it's, it's. For sure. Well, cool. <laughs> Definitely right. on. A, um, it's it's like a, a a critical. It's like a different level of of critical thinking, you know. And I've always done critical thinking, studied philosophy. So. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's been a blast. And that's, out conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Fact check me though. seriously uh, but um it's definitely hanging out with you this past year and doing the class and just practicing and natural selection is the thing that's that's hitting me the most now yeah um working with those drawings has helped yeah ben's helping with some renderings for the book that i've been working on yep Coming out. Coming out. Collaborative effort. Lots of graduates helping make it happen. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I had it. I remember I had a teacher in in high school. He he would always have us work with the same concepts in many different ways. And some some of it was rote, but even the rote stuff was was helpful. Like, you know, we do like crossword puzzles of like vocab new science things and and then we would have to draw stuff you know we'd have to draw a species of a fish based off of a picture and then he would have us like 
you know, read about it and this and then and then so we, we got exposed to it in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I, you know, I, I can't help but make a connection between something to where I'll, I'll always have that, you know, and that's uh, that's a special thing. It's not a program that you download or something, yeah. you know, we're, we're so into our programs and getting more into drawing and landscape design and just being able to like look at a tree and you know walk and and say oh yeah it's about 100 years old or 200 years old or get a sense of 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 eventually you're like oh yeah i I know what maples look like now and i know what ash looks like now and i cedar is really easy and 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 Mm -hmm. you start collecting these things and it's like it's like right complexity gets stored in you you know yeah and um yeah, the apprenticeship is just like a fast track, basically, to to all that stuff that I may or may not have been exposed to at some point. But yeah. it's like, you yeah. know, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be. It's a. It's gonna be curious what it's, what I'll do with it in South Florida. Like, we well, have another round of apprenticeships now to embark on. There yeah, it's like it's like new botanical community. Take the the and, wisdom of the Northeast to yeah. the to. You know the patterns will will still apply, but the details will the be details different. will change, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm really uh, would like to. My personality is, I think, lends more to sort of like solo, spending time alone, and um, I do like working with people. I do like doing the landscape design, the consultations, but something about. I feel called to like actually creating a, a product that is, you know, and like grafting trees and continuing and knowing mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. you know, some of these trees will survive the transplant and yeah. bear fruit that will create enduring memories for whatever kids or, you know, moms or whoever yeah. is, you know, dogs <laughs> eating the mango trees, you know, just like there's something that's very meaningful for me that there yeah and i can't really go we've sort of hit bedrock i guess (laughs) like it's it just is meaningful i don't know why yeah yeah you know now we're doing philosophy inherently meaningful like why 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 would we do stuff like this (laughs) i don't know seems it seems obvious it seems meaningful obvious is a tricky word though but yeah yeah I, i i find it find it meaningful work and so yeah i do it to leave an inheritance perhaps to deposit that and not not in an ego driven sense it sounds potentially like that but that uh we all have the opportunity to be participating in something that goes on after we're not here anymore after we're all dead and gone yeah so there's this profound philosophical dimension to something that is also mm-hmm. a very um, down to earth, yeah, not to pun, practical thing like yeah. planting trees. Planting trees is is such is, a special thing, exactly. Yeah. And then when you realize, as we encourage people to consider, is that those trees stay protected. Yeah, that's that. I'm definitely bringing that so to Florida. That we, 
you know that's so that's huge yeah because you know because it's it's nice to we can plant trees the end of the day but how about if we can yeah. actually get a harvest what happens when for you die centuries? you know yeah it's it's a it's it's a it's a different shift of thinking to to think about what you know leaving something for someone you've never met and it's like a, it's mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah there, there is a feel-good thing in there for some reason yeah <laughs> but yeah definitely you've turned me on to uh the idea of city planting and being involved with with city permaculture because really up until this point it's for the most part, like pretty either DIY or like bougie thing that occurs, you know, just from what I understand. And, mm-hmm. you know, last mm-hmm. week we, what was it? It was last week, right? Yeah. yeah. The Asopus. We did the first like planting there. Yeah. Your, your first city and seeing that and, so and meeting that, that, meeting the, the, the city people and just seeing how it all went down. I was like, wow, this is like this is an interesting idea. Yeah. Like what, what, what about that? And how, how would that look in other landscapes and with other cities? And, yeah. um, how, how would you adapt that concept? And, and then protecting the land is also another one. Cause it's like, the truth is when I die, whatever, whatever I did, like my nephews or kids, if I, they're, they're probably not, they might not like pick it up. And then what will happen with all of that? You know, it'll probably get bought up in parking garage or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. now, now we're yeah. kind of ex- expanding the idea of permaculture. It's like, you're really making a permanent culture where like you have that added layer of like that's right ordinances and laws and, yeah. and where it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm excited about that evolution of it that we've been working on is what I've been recently going permaculture in the public domain where we begin to get it out of this potentially out of this uh it has this this character this um preponderance of people who make a living doing it by not to you know detract from it but catering to the rich and ridiculous and high-end customer base and it's important to think about how does permaculture become something that just exists in the landscape at large in a way that uh, people can enjoy. So like parks, you know, planting out parks with it is is a way, and especially parks that are along streams or along waterways, turning them into like a nut fruit forest that is wild and is cultivated. Uh, that That's the project that, that we're talking about right now on the Esopus outside of Kingston. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Ben. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Yeah. As always. All right. Stay tuned. More mm-hmm. where that came from, folks. <laughs>